Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today we're going to talk about acting locally, and we're going to start off with a question. Hi, Bo. This is Sam from Texas. Um, One of the things that um, I think about constantly is that I feel like a lot of the issues that you talk about and that are on a lot of our minds, um, I'm not going to say can be solved but start at local election level. Um, I always press to people that like, look, if you are unsatisfied, if you're angry, if you want to make change, you have got to vote at local elections. And voter turnout at small local elections is pathetic um, in almost every part of the country. Um, And I just wanted to see what your thoughts were on that and maybe what everyone else's thoughts were as well. Thank you, and I love what you do. Um, Keep on getting your words out. It really helps. Well, I think a good place to start with that question is addressing some philosophical issues that people have with voting, because a lot of the low turnout, especially among those who generally think the way we do, we think in a, a... longer term and we look towards the future, a more equitable thing, a lot of them believe that voting is violence. They believe that a vote is cooperating with a corrupt entity, even a a vote for the lesser of two evils is still a vote for evil. And so a lot of them avoid it because of that. And I mean, that's, that's a reality. Now the flip side to that argument is that by saying the voting for the lesser of two evils, you are, in fact, saying that one is less evil. And then harm reduction comes into play. And that can be extremely important for marginalized communities. You know, for those of us that are within the bell curve on everything, it's really easy for us to sit here and say, you know, I don't vote for philosophical reasons. I don't want to participate in a broken system. Yeah, that's all fine and good. The real world isn't like that. This is the system that exists. So I don't know that people really should get hammered for participating in it. Because for a lot of people, that may be their only safety net. And that that harm reduction can be really important to a lot of demographics when you look at it in terms of, I mean, even just the last election, the last uh, presidential election, there are certainly some demographics that are a whole lot worse off today than they would have been under Clinton. And I am no fan of Clinton, but the reality is we probably wouldn't be seeing a lot of the things we're seeing today had she won. Now, if you're an overseas person, then it probably wouldn't have gone as well for you. But that is the trouble with voting. That's that's part of the part of that first argument is that when you vote, you become morally responsible, and you're kind of co-signing everything that person does. And with the level of corruption and warmongering we see on the federal levels, I understand that argument. Um, 
But again, at the same time, I can't condemn somebody for trying to participate in, in harm reduction. Now, when you get to the local level, I've, uh, I've talked about it before, how down here in the South, corruption among law enforcement, it's a sport. I mean, it, it is a time-honored tradition down here. It's, it is what it is. But even with that, we don't see, out in the rural areas, we don't see the kind of brutality that exists in other places most times. I have long held the belief that the reason that's true is because the local sheriff is elected and he's right down the road. They're more accountable. Government is more accountable the closer they are to their voters. So your county government is going to be a little bit more responsive than your state government. Your state government is going to be more responsive than the federal government. Um, and, and that's true of all politicians, not just sheriffs. So your county commissioner, in theory, should be more responsive to you than your state representative. That doesn't always work out that way. And a lot of times they do disregard the will of the voters. At the same time, and it goes back to the harm reduction, right now, who is it that's interfering most with ICE? It's, it's local entities refusing to cooperate. So those local politicians can act as, as a hedge against an overreaching federal government. The flip side to that, of course, is it's a, normally the state government that is currently on the warpath against women's reproductive rights. So all of these things play together. And yes, when you're looking at it in that term, local elections are extremely important. And I think they're more important than people realize. I don't, I, I think that the average voter gives the federal government a lot more power than it really has and, and believes they're more powerful than they really are. A lot of the decisions that are made are made at the local or state level. So I, I can see the argument for participating more, uh, more frequently <laughs> uh, in local elections. But I would say go a step further. I would say don't stop there because that's one of the things that we see a lot in the United States is the belief that, well, I voted, so I've done my part. I'm a good American. I voted. So your commitment to the country is once every four years or once every two years if you're extremely active. Um, that's not enough. You know, most of the people who watch or listen, um, they want change. They want real change, tangible change, systemic change. That doesn't occur by voting once every four years. Uh, it takes getting involved. It takes setting up power structures that are parallel to the government. And that's one of those things that when I talk about it, I always get side-eyed. But power structures exist everywhere. Uh, a good example is your family. 
your family is a power structure of some kind. It doesn't matter what the dynamics are. Um, doesn't matter if it's traditional or not. The dynamics don't matter. What matters is that that community of people is going to look out for each other. That commitment to each other is power. Power is the ability to affect some kind of change. And that certainly exists within a family. I would suggest taking it further than that and organizing your friends into a network. And then one of the key elements of that network is that everybody supports each other's endeavors. Whether or not it's personally beneficial to them or not, it becomes a club almost, mutual assistance. And it's something, and you can see this in, on your own Facebook feed or Twitter feed or whatever, when you see one of your friends that posted, I got the job, they're excited because they, they found employment somewhere, which is a good thing. I like seeing it. And the response is always extremely positive. However, when you see, I started my own business, now I personally love to see that. But normally there isn't as many uh, interactions on that post. And that's what needs to change because we've been conditioned not to take that risk. We've been conditioned to look for somebody to work for rather than starting something of your own. Can you imagine the world we would have if the people that ran businesses in your community had a sense of fair play? Think about the comment section on, under the YouTube videos. If those were the business owners, equitable pay, maybe actually even uh, worker co-op type thing. These are all things that could happen if people take that risk. But before they can do that, they need a safety net. And that's what that network is. And that's why that support is so important. And then this goes back to the politics as well. Because, you know, it shouldn't be this way. But right now, if you're working a nine-to-five job somewhere, you're a voter. When you call your county commissioner or your state representative, you're a voter. You don't mean anything. That's not the way it should be, but that's the way it is. However, if you call and you're a business owner, you've got a seat at that table. And your network that amplifies your voice and it helps to get the, uh, the will of the people back in front of the elected officials who are supposed to be representing them. Now, ideally, if, if the system was functioning properly, your representative would be coming to you to find out what you want rather than trying to convince you of what they want and more likely their campaign donors want. That network is, is imperative to create real change because it has to happen locally, just like voting locally seems incredibly important when you actually look at how the laws are passed and how they're structured and who has what power. As far as your daily life, yeah, your state representative matters a whole lot more than the president. And that network it's even closer. It's going to be even more responsive.
And if you put the time into it, and everybody in the network does put the time into it, it becomes more powerful. Power being the ability to cause change in your life. It becomes more powerful than the government. You know, and everybody has those pet projects. You know, and it doesn't matter what it is. It could be starting a free online school. It could be helping domestic violence victims. If everybody in the network supports those endeavors, even minimally, you know, those projects become much more likely to be successful. And if they become successful, go ahead and formalize it. Do the nonprofit thing, get it set up, and guess what? That increases your clout at that table. And that allows you to help influence the local level and make it more more responsive to the average working person rather than just the campaign contributors, which is it doesn't matter what level of government you're talking about. That's who really matters. Now, I understand that what I'm talking about right now, that's not within the means of everybody. It isn't. But it doesn't have to be. It only has to be within the means of just a couple of people within your little network. Because as they prosper, if the network is functioning properly, they'll help. They will help, and they will help build those companies where the employees aren't wage slaves. They're not there to just be exploited. They're part of that network still. That can cause a shift and let dominoes fall and change your local society. I know it sounds cliche, but when we're talking about this subject and we're talking about acting locally, yeah, be the change you want to see in the world. Be the person you needed as a kid. I mean, I would love for one day for us to be the society that immigrants think we are when they first show up until, you know, the American dream is is popped and they wake up from it. Anyway, we're going to take a short break to talk about uh, the do-gooder of the week. So this week, we're going to talk about Girl Forward. Um, It's an organization, community of support, really, dedicated to uh, kind of helping those that have been displaced through uh, conflicts overseas and have wound up here in the United States. You know, girls, women in general... Are uh, they suffer a lot more in conflict zones. And then when they are resettled in the United States, they typically face poverty, language barriers, educational issues, in addition to all of the psychological issues that come along with being in a conflict zone. Girl Forward kind of attempts to alleviate some of that. Um... They're active, I want to say, in Chicago and somewhere in Texas, too, I believe. Uh, we do have one of our shirts that uh, supports them. It's the one that says, a good woman has to be two things, who and what she wants. All right, so now we're going to uh, go ahead and take another call from Leftist Tech Support. 
Hey, Leftist Tech Support here. What does democracy mean to you? Uh, not much. Uh, no. <laughs> um, democracy is a government of the people that is guided through voting. That That's a, a good, loose definition of democracy. Um, there's arguments about that. You know, well, we don't have a democracy. We have a republic. A republic is a representative democracy. We don't have a direct democracy, which can devolve into mob rule. Um, democracy hinges on the idea that the populace, the voting populace, is going to be educated and involved and care. I, I tend to, uh, lately I, I, I tend to be a little bit more cynical with it, and I tend to lean towards the, uh, the strongest argument against democracy is a 10-minute conversation with the average voter. Um, it's one of those things that it could be great, but it requires effort on the part of those involved. And it's one of those things that is sorely lacking today. I would like to see a, uh, I'd like to see a world where everybody is their own representative. Okay. So now we're going to take a quick ad break and uh, then we're going to come back with uh, another question. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Bo. Um, this is Jen from Discord. Uh, I was just wondering if there was a way that we as a community could get in touch with these kids, um, you know, from the Martin County School and uh, just show them that we support them, that they have support from clearly all over the world. I think it's important. And um, I was just wondering if there was a way for us to do that through you. Um, I'm sure you'll get back to us if there is. Thank you. Have a good day. Well, the cool thing is um, they are seeing them. They are seeing your messages. There are a couple of students that were involved in that that are in the comment section on YouTube and on Facebook. I've spoken to a couple of them privately as well as their parents. Um, and things are going well for them. For those who don't know, there were some students at a high school in Kentucky that had an issue with the administration after they wore pro-LGBTQ shirts to school. Uh, there were, uh, they were forced to change clothes, and uh, they fought for their rights. They wore the shirts again, and they haven't had any issues. Um, we have ordered some, some other shirts for them that we're, that we're sending up. This is a perfect example of a local a local government, a local entity directly impacting lives and also a perfect example of when one of those networks can be utilized. Because if it's a network of eight people 
and they have eight locals that are calling the school. That means a whole lot more than 800 random people from the internet. Um, although that did seem to help. Okay, so we're going to kind of fade out here and come back with today's afterthought. So I think we're fast approaching a time when the philosophical shift that has been rooting around in this country and in this world for the last few decades is going to take hold. And a large portion of that is going to be acted out locally. It's going to be these little pockets at first. It's going to be these little communities, these little networks. And I think we're headed there and I think we're moving there quickly. Um, and I think that it's going to start in the United States. I don't, and I'm not saying that as some form of American exceptionalism. I'm saying that because, well, first, it, it has to start here. If some other country decided to start casting off the status quo and, and stepping away from the way things are currently running, we'd invade them and replace whatever government they set up. So it literally has to start here. But I also think that we have the machinery for change. We have the buying power. We have the infrastructure. We have everything we need except you. Every day, another person is waking up to the idea that the establishment that exists the world over it's not looking out for us. It's not looking out for those people at the bottom. It's not looking out for the working class, for the average person. These power structures that currently exist, they exist to serve themselves and to maintain power. They care about the profits of their campaign contributors, and they care about enriching themselves. More and more people are waking up to this, and that makes that system unsustainable. It can't continue, and that system will change. At some point, one way or another, it's going to change. And we're going to cast off this class of people that seems as though they're above us, that they're not really part of the society that they govern, that they exist above the rules. And I don't think we need those rulers. You're a leader. Nobody can run your life better than you. You can do it. The youth of this country are leading us. They're leading themselves. And we can do that too. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good week. <laughs>